Welcome back to the official review. I'm Mitchell Graham. I'm Zach Brown. And I'm Cody Batten. Yes, we got a special guest today. Editor Cody's on the show today. Editor Code is in for the whole show, Um, not just the predictions. Um, He took time out of his busy, busy Georgia Tech nerd schedule (laughs) to join us today. Man runs two companies. Runs two two companies. One and a half right now. We're working on the second. (laughs) Yeah, one and a half right now, but he doesn't see his team win more than six games every year. So I will t- <laughs> gladly switch places with him. Um, but anyways, this is episode 69. Nice. And we are going to... And there's nothing special about that. We're almost at 70. It's it's 70 Eve. Um, we're, almost, we're close to the uh, 70th episode of the show. Today, we'll be doing three up, three down with Zach really quick. We're going to be making NFL divisional predictions and talk about tonight's game between the Chiefs and the Lions. And we're going to take a look back at the college football week one slate, what happened, what our favorite things from that was, and predict next week the thing that you guys always come here to watch us do is make those picks. So quickly, let's jump into three up and three down. I typed that as I said it. Yo, Marshall's in the chat. Marshall, what's up, Marshall? Long time no see, man. Um, oh, rip my round one Kelsey pick. Yeah. 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 That that's on we're, we're going to get into that in just a second. Yeah, we will. But we will. let's start with some 3 up 3 down. This is, you know, we haven't done this in, in a while, but it's just where I give three quick points about the MLB, what's going on. I just want to mention three things in the MLB right now. Uh the playoffs are right around the corner. I think there's like 25 or so games left until the playoffs. Yeah. Um several division races are coming down to the wire. You've got the Orioles with a three and a half game lead. Over the Rays, uh, nobody else in the division really has a chance. Um, then you've got the Astros, Mariners, and Rangers all separated by three games right now in the AL West. That's good. that's coming down to the wire. The Rangers have completely fallen apart. They're they're literally doing what the Mets did last year. They're collapsing in the second half. Um, it's 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 pretty devastating to watch. Matter of fact, the other day Jose Altuve hit three home runs in three at bats off the Rangers pitching before the seven, eight, and nine hitters ever even had one at bat. He already hit three tanks. <laughs> I don't think it's ever been done in major league history. Um, but they're falling apart, but it's gonna it's gonna come down to the wire. I'm hoping the Astros can pull it out so that I my prediction can come true there. And then we got the Brewers with only a one and a half game lead over the Cubs right now. They're sliding a little bit, so the Cubs might catch them there as well. Um so um yeah, it's 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 getting it's getting it's getting down to the wire here. The Braves, for some reason, we can't beat the Cardinals, but it doesn't matter. We've got a fourteen game lead. In, look in at the this. Right I mean, now. look, come on, you're ninety and forty eight. You got to find <laughs> something to complain about, right? Yeah, we don't want to. We, we want to talk about the race for fifth place in NLE in the NL East. Yeah, the Nationals and the Mets fighting for fifth place. It's the only thing we have to live for right now. Um, and to be honest. We're playing kind of decent right now with a, this like put together team. Um, we're five and five in our last ten, which is pretty good for the Mets. Yeah, I mean, look, you're doing what doing the best you can with what you got. We are, um, but you know the it's Braves like the wild right card. Now, yeah, like the Braves right now. I, I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm worried, and the reason why I'm worried is because if you go back in June, we broke we like broke a record for most games one in a month. We were like 24 and 4 or something in the month of June. Then we go into the All-Star break 
We come back and we were flat for like two weeks. I think we won like three games over the span of two weeks. We were struggling. Well, you lost a series to the A's. All yeah. That stuff. So my worry is we're going to get the first round by that. We're going to have the, that four or five days off and we're going to come out flat and probably, and maybe lose the, depending on who we play might lose the first series to the Phillies. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm really worried about. I mean, maybe I should, I mean, I'm an Atlanta fan. We always expect the worst. Hmm. Um, But if you go back to 1998, the Atlanta Braves won 106 games that year and then got bounced in the first round by the Padres. So, Oh, that sounds like the Mets last year. Yeah. One over hundred games got bounced by the Padres. Yeah. yeah. Oh. It's also uh the team that uh the the um Morgan Wallen song 98 Braves is based on. True, true. Yeah. There was most wins in franchise history, and we got bounced in the first round. So yeah, yeah. that's what I'm worried is gonna happen. It, it almost seems like the Braves can't do good unless there's adversity behind them. But this is also the best Braves team that's ever been assembled. So we'll see. I'm just a little concerned, a little worried, um, but hey, go Braves. We're doing well right now, and that's all I have. We lost Cody. We're going to get him back here in just a yeah, second. Yeah, he'll be back. Uh, I want to I talk about, um, I have the division, I have the standings pulled up here. Look how tight this last NL wildcard spot is. Yeah. The Giants are still in it. The Reds are a half game out. The D-backs are a half game out, and the Marlins hold the uh hold the third spot right now so yeah to those that are listening on podcast you can't see the it's there's three teams within two and a half games of that third uh, nl wildcard spot arizona cincinnati and san francisco Um, it's going to come down to the wire um it's going to make for some exciting games down the stretch yeah and i mean and and then yeah a lot of times that 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 team that can sneak in that that last spot they carry a lot of momentum with them, so they're usually yeah. a really dangerous team. Because the games so, mean more for them <clears throat> to them exactly. for a longer amount of time. Yeah, 100%. if Texas doesn't figure it out soon, they're not making the postseason because they have been sliding hard late, lately. Um, it just seems like any team that has a Mets player on, it's going to slide. Rangers made those trades for those Mets players, and that they was just so unnecessary. Apart. They just that fell was, apart, man. They just fell. That apart. was so unnecessary, but that's okay. <laughs> Okay. But that's all I got for for baseball. Yeah, let's do. I mean, let's let's hop into the NFL, man. I, I Marshall, I'm sure you're you're here to hear about the NFL um, yes, or sir. anything. I don't know. Marshall's very good at baseball, so maybe he enjoyed that six minutes of baseball, dude. Um, yes, he's very good at baseball. I need um, you to play with my softball team again, Marshall. He's actually Marshall is actually a disc golf uh, connoisseur right now. Very oh, good oh. at disc golf. Um, I, I've heard. I think he he plays on the regular, um, and so that's that's pretty. That's I pretty can't cool. even throw a frisbee, so no, I can't throw a frisbee either. <laughs> um, so I'll st- I'll stick. To I have regular. a uh, I have a disc golf uh, uh, story if you want to hear it. Let's hear um, it. Yeah, weren't you weren't so, you like really into it for a while? Not disc golf. So uh, I I thought I was going to my uh, uh, my mom bought um, me my brother in law my brother a disc golf set, but it was just one disc we had no idea you were supposed to have more than one like I, <laughs> she bought us putters so we went out and we tried to play with just putters and we're getting like 10 wells we have no idea what's going on we're like i don't know how people are throwing it this far and then we see a guy with a backpack and he's got like eight of these suckers we're like that's why so yeah. i never played it again it was very frustrated <laughs> like literally there's driver irons um <laughs> yeah. like approaches like it's it's crazy 
This is before I played golf, so I didn't even like know about that. I was just like, oh, it's just a disc, right? So I tried to play disc golf like once at summer camp and like I couldn't even throw it like 20 yards. So I was like, I'm not playing this. Like I can't do it. Anyways, let's get into the NFL. The NFL season kicks off tonight. Matter of fact, I think kicks off in like what an hour? Yeah, like an hour, like eight twenty. I think it's eight twenty. A little under two hours it's gonna kick off. Um, so it's the Chiefs hosting the Lions and Travis Kelsey not playing tonight. So who do you got? Who you got winning this game, Mitchell? Um, I still think the Chiefs are gonna win. I think there's a lot of um there's a lot of hype around the Lions that is not like they're not used to. I think it's gonna take a lot. It's gonna take a minute for them to kind of like adjust to it. I think they're gonna be really good this year as we'll get into um in a in a minute or so. But I also know that the Chiefs don't lose in September. Like legitimately, they are have since Patrick Mahomes got there, they have like a over 70, over 700 win percentage in the month of September. They don't lose early on in the season. I don't think that changes here. I think they win tonight. I think it's I think it's a little gritty. Look for Jameer Gibbs to have a big game in his rookie debut for the Lions. Yeah, I, I'm also going to go with the Chiefs as well. I mean, they lost Kelsey, but they've got so many weapons around. Right. Them. I mean, they've got. Sky Moore is probably going to step up big this year. As I um, Pacheco. Yeah, yeah, I think Pacheco is going to have a big game in, in Kelsey's absence. So if you got him on your fantasy team, start Pacheco. You still got two hours to do that. Start Pacheco tonight. Start Noah Gray, who's starting in Travis Kelsey's spot at tight end. There you go. And I did mention right before we started the show that this is probably the least excited I've ever been for NFL. I don't really know why. Um, I, I'm a Cowboys fan. That's the why. Cowboys are like never. Like, <laughs> the Cowboys are they're never on a, a channel I can watch, so I can't ever watch their games. So I'm like, and they're always so disappointing. We've got so much potential, and then we fall flat on our face. And I don't know. I'm just kind of annoyed with the Cowboys, and I'm not going to root for anybody else. So I think this is just kind of the least excited I've Join ever. Join the Falcons. I'm not even playing the. I'm not even playing fantasy football this year. First time in like 12 years, I'm not going to play fantasy, just because. Everybody else already was in a league, and then I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll join a random league. But then I was like, you know what? After about four or five weeks, I usually get kind of like sick and tired of changing my lineup. So I'm just not going to play this year. We'll just see how it goes. He doesn't respect the grind, is what he's saying. And, um, <laughs> I am in a. I'm in a. I'm in I've a got more I'm things gonna, to do than I'm in a hundred dollar buy-in league this year. So I got to focus up. I've got more important things to do than battle somebody on the waiver wire for a third string running back. Okay. I, I don't feel like doing that. I'm sorry. That's the first thing I do on, on Tuesday morning. Is <laughs> yeah, battle I know. Cause you and me would, would, it would be a battle for who woke up first on Tuesday morning to get the waiver wire. Yep. All right, Cody, who you got one in tonight, the lions or the chiefs. This is tough because as a uh, tech guy, so when it comes to the NFL, I care about more of the players than they do the team. So I don't have like a favorite team. I usually like follow specific players at teams. Um, I I like the Chiefs because of Harrison Butker. Um, he's yeah. a Georgia Tech kicker, one of the best kickers I've ever seen. Um, and did a clutch kick at the uh, last second overtime to beat Georgia uh, back in. Just had to throw that in there, didn't you? It was two thousand eight. Yeah. One of the been. like few times we beat. Just them, had to so. slide that in there. Just, just I don't think it was two thousand eight. He doesn't <laughs> seem that old. No, maybe it's, it was twenty fourteen. Was it twenty sixteen when y'all beat us in Athens? Yes, we beat it, we, 2014 and 16. We lost to Georgia Tech in Kirby's first year. Yeah, yes. Jacob Did Eason. Really? Jacob Eason threw an interception in the last play of the game. 
Um, I was I don't there. Remember that. I was there. I don't remember that. You know, yeah. Now I think about it, it may have been 2016. Uh, but I think Harrison Bucker made that kick. I'm looking it up right now. So cool. continue with um, your pick. Yeah, but um, I love the Lions because uh, Megatron used to play for the Lions. Um, I mean, just the goat of wide receivers. Um, and Jameer Gibbs is now with the Lions. And I love me some Gibbs as much as he... He betrayed you, though. Yeah, he... Well, yeah. But in his defense... It was he 2014, have, Cody. It was 2014. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that was like the best tech year in like 20 years. Um, yeah. uh, he did have, when he got drafted, he had both his Alabama and his Georgia Tech helmet there. So oh, okay. I was like, okay. Okay. Um, but I, I would think leave if Jeff Collins was my coach too. Yeah. I, don't get me started. <laughs> like, we're going to call the Jeff Collins Award to like the worst team at, at the end of this year. Yes. Okay. Anything yes. that guy touches is just horrendous. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wait till we get to I Nebraska. Later I still think tonight. Butch Jones is worse than Jeff Collins. But Butch Jones yeah. is a crybaby. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> he is a crybaby. It's fair. If you haven't seen it, go look up Butch Jones crying on the sidelines after he lost seventy three to nothing to Oklahoma, <laughs> weeping on the sidelines. Tennessee, you should be thankful that he is not yeah. your coach anymore. Yeah. yeah. But I- I'm high on the Lions this year. Um, but I don't think they win this game. I think the Lions I don't think are. So gonna, either. I think they're. I think they're going to have a good year this year. They're, they're slowly improving every season. I really love Dan Campbell. I, I would run through a brick wall for that guy. Like he just seems like a, a great coach, great motivator. But I, I think they're going to fall short today. Yeah. Uh, I think it'll be a close game, closer than than what maybe what people expect. But it's hard to win in Chiefs Kingdom. It's hard to win yeah. at Arrowhead. So yeah, give me the Chiefs. Sam, that's what that's what I'm going to pick the Chiefs. Also. I, I'm Jameer Gibbs is on my fantasy team, but frick Jameer Gibbs because he went to my rival high school, Grayson. He's really? from Grayson High School. So frick, frick him. <laughs> I remember watching him. I hate Grayson, Cody. Cody, I hate Grayson. Okay. I did not know that. My being. That's awesome. I remember Jameer Gibbs going off in their state championship game, though. Against yeah. Roswell? Yeah. Yeah. Let's get into division winners. Division yeah. Winners. Let's start with the AFC East. Oh, gosh. You are so out of We'll start with me. Mitchell. Um, you can go through the whole division, or you can just give me a winner. It doesn't matter. Um, I've got the Bills at 12 and 5, winning that division. I've got the Jets at 11 and 6, finishing second. I've got the Dolphins going 10 and 7, finishing third. And then I've got the Patriots going 8 and 9, finishing fourth. Yeah, my I look my my division looks exactly the same as yours. I didn't put records here, but I know the Jets are getting a lot of hype. A lot of people are picking them, and for good reason. They've got a good roster, but I just think it's going to take more than one year to get everything to gel together the right way. And it's the Jets; they're kind of like the Mets of football. So they rhyme. Uh, I had to throw another jab in there, but yeah, give give me the Bills. Josh Allen. I know Stephon Diggs requested a trade. So I'm not sure if that's if that if that drama is going to continue there, but I mean, not much has changed from that roster. So I got the Bills winning the AFC East. All right, big year for James Cook. Big year for James Cook. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, I got the Bills too. Um, I think it's kind of an obvious choice. I mean, I was looking at the Jets, but like like you said, I just I don't think I don't think they can put it together this year. Maybe next year, but uh, Bills were pretty dang good last year. Um, and I think they're just going to capitalize on what happened last year. So I think they'll win. 
Yeah, I, I, I think the Jets. The Jets will make the playoffs. Oh the yeah, Jets yeah, are going to yeah. make the playoffs. Yeah. They're not. I think. Win the division. I think if Aaron Rodgers can get along with everybody this year, then look out for the Jets next year. I think they'll be really dangerous. Do they year. have time for that? Aaron Rodgers is thirty-eight. <laughs> like, he's going to play till he, he. If Tom Brady can play till he's forty-five, so can he. Yeah, I, I just. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. The thing is, Aaron Rodgers looks like he's older than thirty-eight. Like, have you seen him lately? Yes. He looks old. <laughs> he does. It's all those drugs. Yeah. it's because he's not it's because he's not on the avocado ice cream diet like tom brady was that's it's the gayest thing you've ever heard. Uh, <laughs> afc north i'm gonna start with afc north okay i got the Bengals finishing first and then i've got the steelers in second ravens third browns fourth um look this one was, was the hardest division for me i think it's gonna be the most competitive and probably the closest uh like I don't think anybody in this division is going to be particularly bad, uh, but Joey B, Joey Shiesty just got engaged last week. He's feeling it. He's, okay. he's, he's going to get the bag this year. I know he's coming off an injury in practice, but I think he should be cleared for week yeah. one. Give me the Bengals to have a big year this year. The Steelers, I really like Kenny Pickett. I think he showed himself last year that he's capable of winning uh, games and being consistent. And look for George Pickens to have a breakout year this year. I think he's going to have a fantastic year. That defense is phenomenal. Ravens. Ravens are one of the teams that I have a soft spot for. I like them, but I just don't think they have enough this year to to be better than the other two teams. And then the Browns. Is the Deshaun Watson controversy over? Is, Is that still going to be a cloud over this team? There's just too many question marks for me to really have confidence in the Browns. That's why I put them in last. But they could very well win the division. I just think there's too many question marks, and that franchise is literally cursed. So um, I got them finishing last. Cody, who you got winning the AFC North? Uh, Bengals. Uh, Joey B is GOAT. He'll always be GOAT. Uh, I was super concerned when there was a little cue over him on, when I drafted him, and I took a, I took a bet. I'd have Aaron Rodgers in the, in the backseat on the bench, but I was like, I hope he's... You have Aaron like Rodgers? Who let you do that? I it happened. Who let you do that? Rogers is like Rogers is like ranked like the 18th quarterback um, for fantasy this year. Yeah, it's bad. Um, yeah, so so like I was drafting while I was watching my team lose while I was there <laughs> in Mercedes-Benz Stadium. So you were drafting while you were at a football yeah, game. They chose like nine o'clock, and I'm <laughs> like, um, I'm going to be at a game. And they said, Well, we don't care. So it it picked the, the people <laughs> I wanted, and then all the other quarterbacks were gone. It's like we're going to pick for you, and it's like Aaron Rodgers. I'm like. <laughs> Dang it! So it's not good. That's not, bad. That's not a bad pick. It's not oh, bad. It's Rogers. not great. All right, so. Mitchell, who you got? I got the Bengals going fourteen and three. Zach, I think the Bengals are going to be phenomenal this year. I think they're going to run away with the division. They're going to be at fourteen and three. I think the Steelers are going to be second at ten and seven. I think the Ravens are going to have a very disappointing season, go nine and eight, and I think the Browns go seven and ten. Mm. Yeah. So I've got the Bengals running away with the, the same AFC thing, North. except I just had it a little bit closer. But yeah. All right. AFC South. Cody, we're going to start with you with the AFC South. Uh, give me the Jags. Nice. Yep. Mitchell. Yeah. I, I thought about the oh. Titans, but then I just no. I don't know. I like I like the Jags. Uh, yeah, I, I think trying to know. I think the Jags run away with this division. I don't think this division is good at all. Um they've got you've got two rookie quarterbacks. Um, for the Colts and the Texans, CJ Stroud, CJ Stroud and CJ Anderson or whatever, Will Anderson is not going to make that team immediately great. 
I do like the changes that they made going into this year. Maybe they'll hold on to a coach for more than one year this time. Um, they should. Uh, they'll be improved. I think they'll still finish probably four and 13. I think the Colts are going to finish in last. And the Colts are going to be like really bad, like three and 14, two wow. and 15 okay. type, type level team this year. Especially if Jonathan Taylor doesn't play, he's on the pup list, which means that he's not going to play until week six at least. And then second place will be um, the Titans. I just don't trust Ryan Tannehill um, anymore. I used to love Ryan Tannehill. I know. I don't trust, mm. I don't trust you defended him. that man so much. I don't trust him this year. And DeAndre Hopkins, uh, that's where wide receivers go to die. So I don't trust that he's going to be any better either. So I've got them being like nine and eight. I don't mm-hmm. think they make the playoffs, but I, I think the Jags can be really good. Travis Etienne's coming back. Trevor Lawrence is a dog. They mm-hmm. they got Calvin Ridley now, who's back reinstated, along with Zay Jones, along with Marvin Jones Jr along with um freaking um gosh what's his name dang it who's their number one uh christian kirk they've also got christian kirk so i think that team's just well put together it's a good team yeah i've also got the jags winning this division um i've got the same thing as you mitchell except swap the colts and texans i think the colts will finish third and the texans will finish last it's gonna be a pillow fight Um, but the jags i think just the combination of the talent they have plus their coaching i love doug peterson i think he's a phenomenal coach um, and I think he's going to lead them to the playoffs. Uh, the Titans, same thing you said, Ryan Tannehill, don't trust him. They they lean on their run game too much. Derrick Henry is getting up there in years, and he's also um, he's also not always the most healthy anymore because he just takes a beating. Yeah. And Anthony Richardson still think he's the most overhyped player in this in this past draft. I don't think he's going to be anything special to be honest with you. He's got all the talent in the world, but it doesn't matter unless you perform, and I don't think he will. And the Texans, I think, will be one of the most improved teams, but it won't show in their record, but it'll show in their play on the field. 100% agree um, with you. So what, I, th- we, I, think, I think the Texans win five games this year, and then the Colts win like six or seven. But Do we see Mayo, Coffee, Will Levis at all for the Titans this year? I mean, probably, if Tannehill's I mean, struggling enough, if, do they go to Levis? They get, they get to week eight, they're like three and five. I think they'd do it. You think that if they are three and five, because that's still realistic, you can make the playoffs at that point if you get hot. You think they put maybe, in a little maybe levels? later, or maybe if they're like, I would I see know. it later in the. I would see them playing it like the Falcons did last they're year, like four and eight or something with Mar- like that. Mariota. He they led him all the way to like week fourteen, and then we gave Desmond Ritter two starts at the end of the year. Yeah, I I feel like that could be the Levis route, but I could be wrong. I don't yeah. really care either. <laughs> to be yeah. honest with you. I don't care about the Titans. The AFC West, Mitchell, we're going to go back to you to start this off. AFC West. <sighs> this is a tough division. This is a very tough division. I think the Chiefs win it at 11 and 6. I think this is going to be one of those divisions where they all beat each other up. Um, the Chiefs are going to win the head to head against the Chargers. So the Chiefs are 11 and 6. The Chargers are at 11 and 6. I think both the Broncos and the Raiders finish at 9 and 8. Okay. Because I do think Jimmy G wins games. Jimmy G wins he games. He can't be stay on the field, though. He cannot stay on the field. And Aiden O'Connell is the future of that franchise. I'm telling you right now, Aiden O'Connell is the future <sighs> of that franchise. What, was he a sixth-round pick? He, I'm te- I promise you, Aiden O'Connell is going to be the future of the Raiders. Well, this is recorded, so yeah. we're going to go back. <laughs> yeah, keep receipts. I could be dead wrong, but keep the receipts. Aiden O'Connell is the future of the Raiders. Okay. Um, the Chiefs, I got the Chiefs winning this division. 
Uh, I think you said something very similar last year that this division was going to beat up on each other and it didn't happen. The Chiefs kind of ran away with it. Well, I was I high on the Chargers to... last year. Had the Chargers winning the division. Yeah, so. I think I think the Chiefs are going to win it handily again. Like they they've got top to bottom. When you have the best quarterback hands down in football, and then you have the roster, they don't have the best overall roster in football, but they've got a good enough roster with the best quarterback in football. How are you going to beat them? Uh, the Chargers, I've got them finishing second. Got the Broncos in third. Um, you know, I think the Broncos will be another improved team. I love how Sean Payton called out Russell uh, Russell Wilson the other day yeah. and said, "Stop kissing babies. You're not running for office. You're playing quarterback. Stop being fake." So. Um, and then the Raiders, I think they're going to finish last. I think Aiden O'Connell is going to take over by week five because um, what's-his-face is going to get hurt. The supermodel is going to get hurt because um, he, he certainly acts like a supermodel. He's got, the, he's got the fragility of a supermodel. And Aiden O'Connell is going to be the future of the Raiders. We're going to see a lot of good things out of him this year. He's going to throw a bunch of touchdown passes to Devontae Adams. So you heard it here first. Aiden O'Connell is the future of the Raiders. Where do he play, Cody? Where did Aiden O'Connell play? I don't know. Purdue. Purdue uh, Boilermakers. Gotcha. Just had to. How know. long ago? Last year. Last year. Rookie. So the, it Brahms. Yeah. Purdue. Interesting. Brahms yeah. Purdue. Yep. All right, Cody, who you got winning the AFC uh, West? Chiefs. I got Chiefs. Um, I thought that was like a no brainer. Um, yeah. I, I, I think they'll be in the Super Bowl next year or this year. Again, yeah, I'm honestly doing all I'm thinking be I, the least surprising thing that would happen this season. Yeah, I just I think it's going to happen again. So Patrick Mahomes is just Patrick he's freaking Mahomes. good. I would love to see the like I want the Bengals to win a Super Bowl. I don't know why. That's just my thing. Like I would love for them to have a Super Bowl. I, I just I think the Chiefs. Well, Joe Burrow is my favorite player in the league, so I want them to win. He's fantastic. He's my favorite player in the league. Um, Zach. Are you going to do your wild card team? Yeah, I'm going to do your wild okay. card team. Cody, if you didn't do wild card teams, that's fine. Um, there's three wildcard teams in the AFC. I'll give mine first. At my seven seed, I've got the Steelers making the seven seed. Wow. Look, Mike Tomlin, he's a winner. He doesn't. He he, he doesn't. He's never had a losing season. Um, can he pick it? Yeah, can he pick it? I'm telling you, he's gonna he's gonna step up big time this year. Uh, I got the Chargers at my six seed. I think they're gonna uh, have a good enough season. Then I got the Jets at my five seed. I think they're gonna. I mean, they've got Aaron Rodgers. They're gonna play well. I think they're gonna get the five seed. But any, any, really, these three teams are going to make the wild card, not necessarily in that order, but that's just the order I put. Yeah. My seven seeds, the Dolphins. The Dot okay. 10 and 7. Tua, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle added a lot of pieces on defense. That, that offense is too good. They're in a really good division. Um, so that's why I think they're going to have seven losses. They'll be at 10 and 7 and at the seven seed. And then I think the Jets at 11 and 6 are the sixth seed, and the Chargers are the fifth seed at 11 and 6 as well. All right. There you go. NLC. NFC. Let's go to the NFC. Let's start in the NFC East. The NFC East, which for the longest time was the worst division in the NFL, but now it's arguably one of the best. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go first in the NFC East. I've got the Eagles repeating uh, as much as that means me to say. I don't like the Eagles, but they've got a really good good team. And uh, I've got the Cowboys finishing second. Maybe that's a little homer of, uh, of me. But look, recently with Dak Prescott, we do just good enough, just good enough to, to get your hopes up. And then we fall flat on our face. I think we're going to do it again this year. We're going to finish second in the division. But the Giants finishing maybe a game behind. It'll be really close. Giants finished a game behind the Cowboys. 
And then the Commanders finishing last, of course. Fun fact, the Giants are 0-10. have lost 10 in a row with Dak Prescott as a starter for the Cowboys. I think that continues this week when the Cowboys beat the Giants. Uh, at least I hope so. But Cody, who you got one in the NFC East? Uh, UGA, Philadelphia campus, probably. Um, yeah. Eagles are just so, I mean, after they leave UGA, I, I'm totally fans of them. But they, uh, they make it Eagles hard for me look, to hate them now. Because they look, they look so, so good. I mean, they have so there. many. Uh, uh, just, I think they're going to do great. That being said, um, I kind of wanted the Cowboys to to do well here, but they might we have do Prescott. second. We have Dak Prescott. We're I know, but I I would love to them to be second place. But there's no way they're going to win that. But you know, I can hope and dream. All right, Mitchell. Yeah, the Eagles. The Eagles. 13 and four. I think they're going to go 13 and four. I think it'd be really good. Um, and I've got the Cowboys at 11 and six. And then I've got the Giants at 11 and six. I think that, like, you, like those, the Giants made a lot of, made a very, made a couple big moves this year. They re signed Daniel Jones, which I wasn't, a, I'm not a believer anymore in Ryan Tannehill. I'm a full believer on the Daniel Jones train. Mm-hmm. I think Daniel Jones is going to lead the Giants to a Super Bowl in the future. Like, genuinely, I think that team is, is, I think Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is a Super Bowl quarterback to you. Daniel Jones is a Super Bowl winning quarterback to me. I think he is that level of talented. Now he's got pieces around him. He's got a defense. He's finally got a freaking offensive line that'll block for him. He's never had that in his career. Now he's got an elite tight end in Darren Waller on his team, and he's well coached. Daniel Jones and the Giants. I think they could. They'll make the wild card for me, but I think they make it the farthest out of any team in that division. No, sir. And the commanders will go seven and ten. No way Daniel Jones is going to win a Super Bowl. Not Not a chance. Not this year. Not a chance. Not this year. All right, NFC North. Really good. NFC North. Give me your pick, Cody. Who's winning the NFC North? Lions. Yes, sir. I like it. I think the Lions will win. All right, Mitchell. Give me your NFC North. I've got the Lions. Eleven and six. Um, I think uh, they're going to like. I think Jared Goff is a guy who even in your brain, Zach has really redeemed himself because yes. I've been a believer in Jared Goff. I, I'm a believer in a lot of guys um, that you're not, but this is one of those stories. He found this right fit. This team really um, gravitates towards him. And it pains me that there are still talks of Detroit drafting a quarterback. Jared Goff is your guy. He's 25, 26 years old. You've got so many more years of Jared Goff. He does not play a style to where he's going to get hurt. He is yeah. he plays a Tom Brady type style. He's not Tom Brady, but he plays a Tom Brady type style at, at quarterback. And that team is loaded around and they've got pieces everywhere. Amaron St. Brown had a great breakout the year last God. year. The Sun God. They've got they've got um they've got Jameer Gibbs, Aiden Hutchinson on defense is a dog. This team is very well rounded. The second place team is going to be the Vikings at 10 and 7. I think Justin Jefferson is the best wide receiver in all of in all of football. Um and it, it between him and Jamar Chase, it's them two and then I think there's a lot of room between uh number 3 and then just all around that team is good. They just I mean they've got TJ Hawkinson who I think was a very underrated pickup last year and Kirk Cousins wins a lot in the regular season. So I I think that is going to be a plus for them. And third place, I've got the Bears. I think the Bears are going to finish third in this in this division at eight and nine, and then I've got the Packers going six and eleven in last place. That is just coming from a a place of 
I can trust Justin Fields more than I can trust Jordan Love. I haven't seen anything from Jordan Love. Jordan Love could be really good. I don't think so. He could be really good, but unknown to me, I know what what the uh, what the Bears just brought in. Now they've now they've got a true number one in DJ Moore. Now they've surrounded Justin Fields with more playmakers. And if Justin Fields can run the ball, electrify like 150 yards, he had in like back to back games running the ball as a quarterback. They're going to win more games and they're going to be better. So I think they'll be better than the Packers. And the Packers just lost too much. They're in transitional. When Christian Watson's your number one wide receiver, I don't know if I can trust him. Yeah, um, I've got the Lions winning. It's really hard to pick the Lions to win this division because that that team is legit cursed um, with all the talent they've had. They've never won anything. Barry Sanders, Calvin Johnson, Matthew Stafford, never winning anything. But I'm going to pick them this year just because that that team believes. And that's that's a dangerous thing when you've got a, a team that believes they can. I mean, we're going we're gonna to get to them in a second, but look at Colorado. When a team believes they can win, they 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 start winning games. Um, and Jared Goff, I think, as you said, one of the most improved players in the league the last last year. I think it's because he learned to take the check down. I think he learned that you don't have to make the big play downfield. He, he's willing to. If I've got to take a five yard check down the whole way downfield, I'm going to do it. And I think that's what Jared Goff has improved on. Uh, give me give me the Lions to win the division. The Vikings. I like the Vikings. I like Kirk Cousins, but unfortunately, he can't win primetime games. So I don't think they're going to win. You like that? <laughs> you like that? You like that? And then you got the Packers. I got the Packers finishing third. Um, I, I don't believe in Jordan Love at all. I think he's going to be an absolute bust. Um, I've been saying that for like two years now that Jordan Love is going to be an absolute bust. And then the Bears finishing last. I think Justin Fields is one of the most overrated players in the league. Agreed. Uh, I think he is one of the, he is so, he is, he gets so much hype because he can make plays with his legs. But if I, if I want a quarterback that's going to make plays with their legs, I'm taking Lamar Jackson over him. I'm taking a lot of players over him. Listen, Justin Fields, I got to see it to believe it. Um, he's got DJ Moore this year. And look, Justin Fields could make me eat crow. And I'll gladly do that if I'm wrong. But I, I seriously think he's one of the most overrated players in the league. Bears finished last in this division. All right, let's move on to the NFC South. Mitchell, you're going to start off with this one since your favorite team is in the NFC South. I'm going to pick the Falcons to win the NFC South. No, you're not. The the Falcons, I think, have the best roster in the NFC South. The only question mark on this team is at that quarterback position. I think Ritter has proved that he can be, in college at least, he can be serviceable enough to win with a team that is talented around him. He He led Cincinnati. To the to the playoff, which I mean, we know, you know my opinions on that. I did not think they should have been there, but they did. He's won a lot of games. He looked solid enough in his start in his uh, in his uh, starts here and there. But I don't really care about the offense. It's what we did on the defensive end. We got a bunch of dudes on the defensive end. We got a bunch of guys who've won a lot of games, who have been a part of really good defenses, and then we got Ryan Nielsen, who I think is instilling a more physical and a more ferocious style of defense for us. With Jesse Bates now being our leader, we've got Grady Jarrett on the line. We just signed, um, or we signed a veteran. I I don't know why his name just slipped my mind, but we signed David Onyemata as well. It's a much improved defense in a a division that really doesn't have anyone who really glares out and pops out at you. You could say the Saints, who I think will finish second. 
and I think the Buccaneers will finish third, and I think the Panthers will finish fourth. But I have the Falcons going 10-7 and seven and winning the division. Yeah, um, this is going to be by far the worst division in football this year. I think legitimately the winner of this division could possibly not even have a winning record. That's how bad this division is going to be. But I've got the Saints winning this division. I've got They've got the most dependable quarterback out of all the teams in this division. Um, he really had success with the Raiders. Man. Yeah, well, the Raiders have been a, a, an abysmal franchise for 20 years now. And I, look, Derek, I'm not saying Derek Carr is ever going to win a Super Bowl, but I think he's still the best quarterback in this division that's going to start. Um, and they've got, they still have some good pieces on the offense. Now, I hate their head coach. I don't think he's a good, I don't think he's a good head coach. Dennis Allen. Yeah. Dennis Allen. But again, this division is going to be absolutely terrible. I've got the Falcons finishing second. Um, and then I've got the Bucks finishing third. Baker Mayfield's going to start for them. Snooze Fest, they're not going to be good. And the Panthers are going to be really bad, but I think they're going to, they're, there's going to be some promise. There's going to be some things to look forward to with Bryce Young. The, he's going to get pro- killed. The problem with the Panthers is they have the worst O line in the game. Yeah. He's going to get, Bryce Young's going to get sacked a lot this year. That's going to really hurt them. They're completely rebuilding. They don't have McCaffrey anymore. They don't have DJ Moore. But I think Bryce Young has the potential to be a Hall of Fame quarterback, but it's going to take some time. Ooh, I think it's going to take no, some time. I don't think so. Um, I do. I, can I, I, think I, can I say something? Go ahead. Can I say something? I think when everything's said and done, Daniel Jones will have a better NFL career than Bryce Young. Okay, keep those receipts because that, that might be the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. But NFL. Um, NFL. NFL. I, I, I agree with you. NFL. I, I still think that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. In 20 years, 20 years, Bryce Young will be a Hall of Fame quarterback and Daniel Jones will not. Cody, give me your NFC South winner. So, just because the the division sucks, I actually think the Falcons will will make it. So, okay, I think I think the it was hard to say because the Falcons have have disappointed me numerous occasions, but I think they can pull it off this year. Mitchell's right; they got the roster to do it. Let's just see if they can actually put it together. Listen, last year I was very impressed by the the fight and the grit of the Falcons. They knew they didn't have the best team out there, but they were going to try to outwork you. And they won seven games. Yeah, they won seven games. But like I said, quarterback is a major concern. They've got, they do, they did, they, their defense, they added a lot of pieces, but it's basically a patchwork defense. We got to see how it's, how they're going to mesh together, how they're going to gel together. But NFC, put put Drake May on the Falcons, we're a Super Bowl contender. Yeah. Well, you got to tank to get Drake. That's our problem. We never tank at the end. We just start like playing better and it's like, bro, (laughs) or we draft a running back top 10 and a tight end top four, which I heard. I don't know if this is true or not, but I heard Bijan is third on the roster. That was a preseason depth chart. Okay. He still projected 18 points. He better freaking do something in fantasy. All right. NFC West. I'll, I'll start off with this one. I've got, I was really torn between the Niners and the Seahawks, but I'm going to pick the Niners just because of the overall roster of the Niners. Brock Purdy, if he can stay healthy, which is something Jimmy Garoppolo was never able to do, I think he'll lead them to the playoffs and they'll win the division. But I think the Seahawks are going to have another good year. If Geno Smith can replicate what he did last year, and he's very similar to Jared Goff. He learned to just take the check down, to just take what the defense has given him, to not try to do too much. I think that's why he had such a phenomenal year last year. I think the Seahawks are much improved. Give me the Rams to finish third, and I think the Cardinals might be the worst team in, in the NFL this year. 
think they're tanking to get Caleb Williams. Um, so <laughs> that's my NFC West. Cody. Uh, this one was tough for me. I picked the 49ers. Um, I thought about the Seahawks, but um, I think the 49ers just like, were complete. Um, I think they'll pull it off. So. I think this this is a I think this division race is over by like week eleven. I don't think this. Uh, I think the Niners win this with flying colors and go thirteen and four. And the Seahawks finish like nine and eight. I think they were a lightning in a bottle team last year. Sure, they've got Jackson Smith and Jigba, Kenneth Walker, a good defense, but I do I don't think Geno Smith is replicating what he did last year. I think they're going to have to dabble for a quarterback in the draft this year, even if he can't replicate it. The Rams and the Cardinals are so bad. That sure, they're going to sure. beat both. Of, they're going to beat up on both of those teams, and their sure. defense is good enough to win more games too. Not, I think they'll be nine and eight though. They're going to lose to. I, I do not think that they are better than any of the um, maybe any of the NFC East. I don't think they are better than any of those. They're not better than the teams. Commanders. They might be. Don't have a quarterback. Them. They might be better than the Commanders. But <laughs> I, I don't like. Obviously, the Cardinals are going to suck. The Rams might be terrible. I think Stetson Bennett could start a game this year if stafford gets hurt he's playing but if he doesn't get hurt he's not playing stat and then he will never lose the job he will be a career (laughs) starter for the Rams. yes sir he doesn't hate when he gets his opportunity if he's the starter going into next year i will use every bias in my book and say the rams are going 16 and one dude we we you and i will be insufferable if Stetson Bennett is named the starter next year. <laughs> we will tell everybody that ever doubted him, we told you so. Yep. Yep. But anyways, I think Niners are he shaves his head, though. Only he, when he still shaves. He's got to get the fade. Okay. Still, um, yeah, I think he's... All right, wild card predictions. I think I went first for the AFC, so you yeah. go first, Mitchell, for the NFC. Uh, uh, seven seeds, the Vikings, 10 and 7. Giants succeeded 11 and 6, and the Cowboys at the, the fifth seed at 11 and 6. I've got the Seahawks at my seven seed. I've got the Cowboys at my six seed and probably going to lose in the first round. And then I've got the Vikings at my fifth seed. Um, so no giants in the playoffs. I think they barely miss it. I think the Seahawks are a game better than them. One game better. That's crazy. That's good. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Not to go back to the 49ers, but something legitimately to watch out for is the sophomore slump. Cause I think, Maybe a large reason why Brock Purdy had such a good year is nobody nobody expected him to play. Now the tape's out on him, he could be terrible. We don't know. There's a reason why he was the last pick in the draft. So we don't know. Maybe he could be awful. Maybe they, he could replicate. But the roster around him is so good, though. That's the best roster in football. Yeah. And that's the best roster in football. And even if he sucks, I think Sam Darnold's got a chip on his shoulder. Sam Darnold's the backup quarterback on that. Sam team. Darnold is not doing anything in this league. You dude. you would have said the same thing about Brock Purdy last year. <laughs> oh, the the Mister Irrelevant starting for the Niners. They mu- they're gonna okay, but he hasn't had it. But Sam Darnold's already had his shot multiple times. I'm just saying. I think they've got a good backup for Brock. We'll Purdy. see. We'll see. Let's get into college football. We've been on. We we spent a little bit longer than I thought in in the NFL. Well, I felt I woke up feeling dangerous today. Okay. <laughs> all right um well first let's talk about caleb williams before we get into our recap caleb williams has come out and said that if he doesn't like the team picking first in the draft he may stay at usc this year which i think is a terrible decision because you don't know if you're going to be able to replicate your numbers next year you don't know if you're going to tear your acl next year you could severely hurt your draft stock 
Um, I would prefer, and I, I'm not saying I, I would like him to do this. I don't, I would not like him to do this, but I would prefer, or I would advise him. If you don't like the team that drafts you, just pull an Eli Manning and say, trade me immediately. Don't just say, I'm going to go back to USC, which again, I don't like what Eli Manning did. I don't like, you know, some of those, some of these players do when they get drafted, like, I'm not playing for you, you better trade me. But that would be better than being like, I'm not even going to go to the draft this year because you don't know what's going to happen next season. I think that'd be a very unwise decision. What say you guys? Yeah. Caleb Williams is a, is a prima donna. He is. It, I don't like him, dude. I don't I, like I, him. Talented is all get out. He might, he's probably the best quarterback in college football. He might be the best player in college football. But he's just, everything about him is just unlikable. Yeah. He doesn't want to get, he, he's not getting paid enough to be in the college football, to be in the college football video game. He doesn't want, he'll just sit out if, if the team drafting number one, if he doesn't like them. Do you know what this is all a microcosm to? NIL. He's making enough money at college right now to where he's like, okay, I don't need, I don't need to be on a rookie contract. I get paid $3 million a year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's he's he's just being a prima donna. It makes me like him even less. It makes me want to pick against USC in every single game. But look, if he goes to the Cardinals, I hope he ends up like Kyler Murray. Yeah. The thing is, it should be a compliment that the worst team in football says, hey, we need help and we feel like you can turn our franchise around. That should be a compliment to be the number one pick. A bad team picks you because they feel like you can turn their franchise around. But it's like what you said. He's he's very full of himself. I think he's the closest thing we've seen to Patrick Mahomes. I'm not saying he will be Patrick Mahomes, but his play style is very similar. But at least Patrick Mahomes has some humility to him. At least he's a likable guy. Maybe his family isn't very likable, but he himself is a likable guy. Yeah. Caleb Williams at every turn just gives you another reason to feel like he's a stuck-up rich kid from Southern California, which he is. Yeah, he is. I don't want to see Caleb Williams pro. Like, I don't want to see those commercials. I don't want to know how that goes. Um, I hate seeing him. It's he's very good. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's fantastic. He's going to be really good. He paints his freaking nails, dude. He paints his nails. The Cardinals are probably going to draft him and they're probably going to trade Kyler Murray away. And then Caleb Williams will probably be like, I don't want to play for the Cardinals. And then the Cardinals will be still bad. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like when you play football, you kind of signed up for this. The worst team is going to to draft yeah. you like like you said it should be an honor you should expect this it's like oh i'm probably going here and i'll, I'll turn it around you don't want that opportunity why do you want to be picked to like a, a, a great team right like it i don't get like you don't like a certain team in pro like that doesn't make any sense to me but yeah i mean there don't. was there there was rumors that joe burrow if he got picked by the Bengals, was going to say no and then that turned yeah, out not to true. not be true and then he's turned that team around so he's embraced ohio yeah. Like literally all he's done his whole life has lived in Ohio. He played high school football in Ohio. He committed to Ohio state and then went to LSU and now he's back in Cincinnati. That didn't make any sense to me, but yeah, that's whatever. All right. Let now let's go to re let's recap some of the games from last week. Let's talk about the first one, the game of the week. In my opinion, Colorado TCU, this game was look, all three of us thought that Colorado was going to get steamrolled by TCU. Mm, I didn't think this game was going to be close. Um, yeah, I thought Colorado was going to be about three or four, three or four wins. But honestly, 
Ever since, ever since what I and look, they they still have major problems defensively. They were allowing ten yards a carry against TCU. Yeah. The run defense is is not there. I'm not saying they're going to win the Pac-12. Not even saying that they'll win six, seven, eight games this year. But after what I saw from them winning the post game conference, the I on my TikTok, I see their locker room speeches every day. I'm starting to buy into Deion Sanders. <laughs> Call me crazy. I'm starting to buy into him. Like, seriously, every time I hear that man speak, I want to go suit up for the Colorado Buffaloes and play for him. So he's got that program believing. And I think, like, I don't know if you guys saw this, but Colorado signed him to a $29 million deal when they didn't even have the money to pay him that. Mm-hmm. Colorado mm-hmm. said, we don't have that money. But Dion said, you will. Just hire me and you will have that money to pay me. I'm going to make your program so much money. You're going to be able to pay me that. Sold out their spring game, sold out their home opener. Dude, the cheapest ticket for the game this weekend against Nebraska is like $450. Which makes sense because Nebraska is also a big fan base, even though they And that suck. used to be a huge rivalry when they both were in the Big 12. So that's going to be a big game. Um, but, man, I Shadur Sanders, holy cow, Travis Hunter, he's the Shohei Otani, he is the Shohei Otani of college football. Travis we have never Hunter. seen anything like Travis Hunter. He, he could be playing in the NFL right now and be a playmaker. I think he'd be making plays right now in the NFL if he was there. I don't think it's sustainable. I don't think he can play 140 snaps every single game, but incredible game I watched last weekend. Cody, do you know what county Travis Hunter played high school football in? I actually don't. Gwinnett County. Are you serious? He played at Collins Hill High School. Collins Hill? Yeah. I did not know yeah. that. Yeah. Led Dang. him to a state championship doing exactly what he did on Saturday for Colorado. And he, he's, he's literally like literally every game in high school he played, he was by far the best player on the field. Like there was, right. no, there they was went no to, a, they went to like that. They went to a national tournament. Yeah. And played. They, they were that good. Well, he was the best player on the field Saturday, in my opinion, by a mile. Um, it just, yeah, it was fantastic. Uh, they looked like TCU last year. Like they believed like what you're saying. Didn't have the talent. But they believe, and I, I, I buy the Deion Sanders thing too. Like he, at first, I didn't like it because I'm like, oh, this guy's stuck up full of himself. You know, Jackson State is is an FCS team. Yeah, you did really well with them, but FCS to FBS is a complete different ball game. And then I was wrong. So I have no idea what to believe. My entire world is upside <laughs> yeah. down when it comes to Colorado. Um, so it definitely changed how I. And they're ranked, by the way. Now they're like number what twenty two. Twenty two. Yeah, which is crazy. Uh, to go from one and eleven, and then you're ranked in like, one game, second game in one game, just one game, and you're already ranked. Uh, part of me wanted to say, well, maybe TCU just sucks, right? Maybe TCU. I think they do. I think bad. they really do. They're suck. bad, but I don't think they're that bad. Now their defense is terrible. Yeah, it's it's absolutely awful. If they they play a team that can really run the ball, they're going to be in a lot of trouble. Yeah, which so, their defense sucked at the end of the year last year too. If we don't, yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't think like now I think, okay, well, Colorado will play a bowl game. At first I was like, Colorado is going to be like three, four wins. Now I'm thinking maybe a bowl game. But the thing is, if they do this again against Nebraska and they somehow pull off a win, I, I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be the Aflac commercial with Dion and uh, Nick Saban, but it's going to be the natty. Like, I, I don't know what else to think. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that game, I think while it was great for Colorado, there is still like everyone's now like, okay, they can win the Pac-12. 
They can win. The, I think they're gonna if they run into a, a team that has even a competent defense. I think they'll lose. There's yeah. still issues there. There's still a lot of issues there, and so I think they're gonna be brought down to earth. I still think there's. I mean, I thought I think I said they were gonna go like four and eight, five and seven. I think they're a seven and five team, mm-hmm. eight and four, seven and five type team, which is a win. Yeah, which is a win. That's a that's a net. Going to a bowl a game is a major win for yeah. this team. That's a, that's a seven. That's a bigger seven, turnaround than Tulane last year. Hundred yes. percent. It's because it's Power Five. Tulane yeah. did it in the Group of Five. Yeah, yeah they were what 100%. two and ten, and then they ten. went ten and two. I think. Yeah, and beat USC um, eleven and two. Yeah. I think is what they went actually. Yeah, but yeah, no, that's yeah. This will be the biggest turnaround college football history. I heard some. I heard somebody say this. P- Dion is gonna if he continues to succeed, he's gonna put a lot of pressure on a lot of coaches that are saying. I need three or four years to turn my program around. They're going to look at Dion and say, no, you don't look at what Dion did. Why can't you do that? And, it, and that's, that's going to be unfair on them because not, there's only one Dion Sanders, but it, I think a lot of these coaches want him to fail because it's going to put this pressure on them. Be like, well, if you're going to hire me here, I'm going to need time to turn it around. And they're going to say, no, you don't look what Dion did. You can do it too. But what Dion did was un. He got 86 transfers. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. Nobody else is getting 86 transfers. But, yeah. The, the ultimate drinking game during a Colorado game is when they say the word transfer from. <laughs> that is the ultimate drinking game. Well, or if you want to say sober came from last year. Yeah. There's, yeah. Only, well, there's only eight of them. They literally <laughs> made the comment that we're not even going to say where they transfer from. We're only going to make a comment if they didn't transfer. Because <laughs> everybody on their team is a transfer. Yeah. Um, but let's go let's go to LSU FSU. Um this game I, I I was very surprised how the fourth quarter played out. The game was, you know, neck and neck the whole way, was close like we expected it. And then the fourth quarter, I think the weakness of LSU showed up and it's their secondary. That secondary is is they had to go to the transfer portal to to get and they had to go to the FCS to get corners. Um, for this team and it's going to be again i still think lsu can win nine or ten maybe 11 games but that secondary is going to be a real major concern for them keon coleman is a absolute dog that man is a beast i still don't think well i i I now think that florida state will win the acc after what i saw from clemson and we'll talk about them in just a second but again i was just shocked at how at Florida State just literally bullied LSU in, in that fourth quarter uh, on on what Sunday. Yeah, yeah. I, I think my biggest takeaway from this is that Mike Norvell might have saved his job because of what we just saw from Dion. Because we all know that if Norvell gets fired, Florida State's hiring. I don't care what culture Dion's built up in Colorado. He's going to Florida State. And so I think Norvell saved his job on Sunday. And I think Florida State's a legitimate contender. There was a lot of question marks that I had for them. I think they answered all of them. They beat a really good LSU team. Like an LSU team that I still think is going to win the West. And I mean, we saw what LSU did last year. They lost to Florida State week one last year, too. Yeah. They got destroyed by Tennessee. But what did they do? They beat Alabama when it mattered. They gave Georgia a contest in the SEC championship game. And then they played really well in their bowl game. This is a team, Brian Kelly teams are built for the back half of the season, but you but now they don't have any room for more. They don't have any room yeah. for error. 
Brian Kelly is now three and ten against AP top ten teams. That's not good. But he won his one that he needed to last year. Yeah. In his first year, he beat Alabama. I think LSU's going to be fine. Florida State's really good. And Jordan Travis, Heisman watch. Mm-hmm. This makes me sad because I didn't believe the Florida State hype. Like I'm I'm a big ACC guy. So I'm, I'm all everybody in the ACC was like, Florida State is joking. They're not, they're not going to be that great. They're going to match last year. It's going to be like a nine and three deal. Um, no, they're probably going to win uh, the ACC. This, this was insane. Uh, they out physicaled LSU. That doesn't make sense to me. Like that sentence should never happen. Yeah. They played more SEC football than an SEC team did then. And it was just in the trenches. I mean, they just completely bullied them. Uh, so I was shocked um, and they were right. So I was wrong and that's okay. I think there was a big mistake by LSU not trying to take any shots downfield the entire game. Mm-hmm. I don't which know. Are, which, which again, which, that's what lost them the game last lost year. Lost them the game they made last the same year. Exactly what I was going to say. That's exactly they didn't what take I was any say. shots downfield. The first and, six weeks of the season, Jaden Daniels didn't look like a competent quarterback because they played the style that he played on Sunday. Yeah. QB draws every single time, bailing out of the pocket the second that he sees pressure. What did he do in the second half of the season? He stood in the pocket. He took the hits. He threw downfield, and his wide receivers turned into into great wide receivers. Kike, or whatever his name was, Boutte, Kayshawn Boutte, Boutte turned into what he was supposed to be in the second half of the year. Malik Neighbors turned into what he was supposed to be. I'm starting to think that Jaden Daniels might not be the best quarterback on the roster. Because that kid behind him, he torched, he torched Georgia. Yeah. Nussmeyer he torched really Georgia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. That's just me. All right. Let's I'm, get I'm into one more move. before we get into our picks. Clemson Duke game on Monday night. This, this I game. I had so much fun. <laughs> look, I have been high on Duke. I was so close. To you guys me. know that I've been high on Duke. I predicted them to, that they were my team to watch in the ACC this year. I love Mike Elko. I think he's going to be the next hot name out there um, for for people looking for new head coaches after this season. I don't know if he'll necessarily leave, but he he reminds me a lot of uh, Stoops at Kentucky. The oh way he gosh, coaches, we think the exact same. Way. He he is a lot like Stoops. He taking that program. They don't have the best talent in the world, but he gets the most. He squeezes the most talent out of them, yeah. and. I really like this Duke team. Riley Leonard is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, wasn't recruited. He didn't even start playing football till his junior year of high school, like four years ago, which is crazy. Um, and then Clemson. Listen, <laughs> I, everybody, every single talking show out there has already made this point, but I'm going to make it again. Dabo Sweeney, you have to adapt or die. If you don't start dipping into the transfer portal, you will be out of this league in two or three years. You're going to be you're going to be done because Clemson fans. Now that they've had that taste of being at the top, they're not going to be patient with you anymore. They're not going to be settling for nine and three, 10 and two every year. Nope. And like, this is the first time that I've really seen like Clemson just doesn't have the cat. They, they just don't have the talent. They don't have the cats. They used to be getting all the best talent. And now it's like, they don't have those players anymore. And we thought that Garrett Riley being hired would change the offense. The offense looked the same, but now I'm, my question is, or now I'm starting to think maybe it's not necessarily the offensive scheme that's the problem. They don't have the Jimmys and Joes. It's not the X's and O's. They don't have the Jimmys and Joes to do it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm just I'm shocked. 
I'm shocked. My my issue with that statement is that if you watch the game, Clemson ran roughshod up and down the field on on Duke. They they were moving the ball. Mm-hmm. They just you Garrett Riley's not responsible for all those turnovers. Yeah. Them having the, the Jims and the Joes is not it, I mean, might have that's discipline, which is a problem we've never seen with a Dabo Sweeney coach team. Last year it was just bad offense. They moved the ball way better than Duke in the second half. Way better than Duke in the second half. Probably should have had more points at halftime than they did. I think the team is I think that that, that game was ruined by turnovers, but I don't I'm not going to freak out about Clemson just yet because they did move the ball. Because Will Shipley's really good. Because Cade Klubnick made a couple of really stupid mental errors that ruined that game for him. Him sliding a yard, a half yard short. I don't know if you guys know what I'm talking yeah. about. Mm-hmm. Sliding, giving himself up a half yard short. If they get that first down, they could drive down the field and tie the game up. Yeah, it's little things like that that we're not taking. We're just looking at the final score and them scoring seven points. They were moving up and down the field the whole game. I, I understand that, and I think Shipley is is a great player, and I think Klubnik's a great player, but. I was not impressed by any of their weapons, any of their wide receivers or tight ends. They they don't have any anybody elite. I have never seen a Clemson team drop that many passes in one game. It just drops everywhere. Yeah. Like sometimes the Duke players were making a play on it, but then other times just straight up drops. And guys were being blanketed all night long. Like they just don't have guys that can create separation. And it's just shocking seeing the last decade the kind of teams they've been able to put together and then now they don't even have anybody on the outside that can create any kind of separation at all right every single throw is a contested throw because nobody's quick enough nobody's running good enough routes to get a yard or two of separation i think clips will be fine um i think they'll play florida state in the acc championship the reason is the the mistakes that they made are things you could fix in practice between week one and week two percent because they there was four turnovers one of them was on downs but the three other ones interceptions fumbles uh those are i mean just stupid mistakes that you fix in practice i mean you could have all the talent in the world but if you don't practice correctly you're going to make those mistakes yeah uh the thing that i'm more concerned for them is their defense just didn't look good i mean duke is running the ball on you uh making crazy plays their coverage is blown all the time they just didn't look good and they didn't make any good changes in the second half there really wasn't much adjustment so I'm confused more. I'm not really confused on the offense as much as I am more on the defense. Like why this is Clemson. You're supposed to be good on defense and your scheme didn't change at all in the second half. And you let Duke destroy you. Like, I don't know what else to tell you. No more yeah. Brent Venables. I'm telling you that was a key loss for them. No more Brent Venables. That, that was a huge loss for that team. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's bad. What's also funny is DJU looked really good at Oregon State. Yeah, and uh, he looks fantastic. maybe DJU wasn't the problem. He wasn't the problem. I don't think he was. I, it's only been one game. So let's slow down. It's only been he one played game. San Jose State, Zach. Yeah, yeah, true. the same San Jose State that played pretty darn good against USC. Both were like twenty five point losses. Okay, but San Jose State played well in that game. Anyways, that's because USC doesn't have a defense at all. Uh, yeah, but at the end of the day, it, this is all on Davo Sweeney. He's got he either has to adapt or die. And he when you have a guy, he literally came out and said 
that before NIL got passed, if you guys start paying players, I'm going to find another job. Well, I mean, it, it's starting to get that. It, it, we're paying players now. If you don't dip into that transfer portal, Dabo Sweeney has gotten one transfer player in the last five years, and it was somebody that started their career at Clemson, transferred out, and then transferred back in. That's the only guy he's gotten in the transfer portal in the last like five years, which is just cr- like you have to do it. And another thing that I saw, and I, I can't believe I forgot this, Dabo Sweeney has seven position coaches on his team that have zero coaching experience. Seven. All of them were Clemson guys, and that's why they got hired. Dabo Sweeney, he is, he is loyal to a fault. He is very Clemson and loyal to Clemson. And if you played here, I'm going to be loyal to you. I'm going to give you an opportunity. I'm going to give you a job here. Like, I, I, don't, want, I don't want anybody that didn't start their career here here. I want this to be pure Clemson. This may be a very poor illustration, but it's like the Aryan race of college football. He only wants the pure Clemson people. I don't, I don't know how else to explain it. He doesn't want any outside influence, and it's going to kill this team. It's going to hurt this team. You can't have seven coaches that have zero coaching experience on your team. That's just terrible. Oh, wow. By the way, we don't – we do. <laughs> I did not not say that. I did not say that Dabo Sweeney is Hitler. I did not say that. I was just trying to make some kind of a a, a connection or some kind of illustration. It's just pure Clemson. If if you if you don't have any Clemson in you, you're not welcome in this program. All right, let's get to pick. Oh no, actually, there's one more thing before we get to picks. This is just this is just something that I kind of want to address with fellow Georgia fans out there that think that we should be worried about our offense. Can you guys please chill out? I'm not talking about this. Can, can you guys please chill out? We won by 40 on Saturday. And I heard people left and right say, Georgia's not going to be good this year. Our offense is going to be terrible. Mike Bobo's awful. Carson Beck can't play. Oh, guys, it's one game. I guarantee you, Mike Bobo walked into that game against UT Martin, had like 10 plays written down. He said, these are the only 10 plays we're running today. We're not opening up our playbook against UT Martin. We're going to run the most basic offense we possibly can. We had like six starters that were out with injury. Look, Stetson Bennett didn't look great the first couple of games he started. Carson Beck, he threw for 300 yards in his first start. The fourth highest ever by a Georgia quarterback in their first career start, fourth highest ever, Carson Beck. I, I will say he didn't look very good on the on the on the deep passes, but he's going to fix those problems. Why is it so hard for Georgia fans to just trust Kirby? He has proven that we can trust him. Just trust what he's doing. Chill out, chill out. We beat Sam for thirty three to nothing last year, and all we heard was our offense sucks. We won the Natty by fifty eight. Calm down, Georgia. We are fine. Calm down. Cody, don't you wish you had a team that was so good that they win a game by 40 and you th- you'd think that we lost? It was insane to me. I'm watch- I watch every Georgia game to root against them, of course. But um, <laughs> I'm on freaking Reddit, right? I love college football Reddit. It's hilarious. And everybody's like, just pissed off. They hate Mike Bobo. They hate, and I reminded them, I would text him and remind them, Hey, 
I we have a mutual friend. His name's Daniel. He did the same thing. He was complaining and he was at the game. I said, hey, I don't think he's going to open up his playbook. He's probably just saying, hey, run it up the middle because we'll win. And we don't have to show anybody anything. We're only playing when you're playing ball state tomorrow. You're going to have the same or not tomorrow, but Saturday. You have the same issue again. Everybody's going to be like, man, we can't do nothing. We're, we're not cool at all. We're not throwing deep passes. We're not doing anything unique. You don't have to. They're nobodies. Yes, Georgia will be fine. I hate to say it. You heard it from a Georgia Tech fan. You will be fine. You will play for the SEC championship. You'll probably win it. You will be in the playoffs. I hope you lose. It'll probably be to Alabama, but you're going to make it in the playoffs. Gosh. Yep. It, it is. It is. Look, it, it's, it's kind of hilarious because I'm a, I am a member of two of the most toxic fan bases that I know. <laughs> I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan. We have the most toxic, like we have a tiring fan base. Like I get tired of listening to Cowboys fans and I am a Cowboys fan. And then I'm starting to feel that way about Georgia fans too, man. We freak out about nothing. We really do freak out about nothing. Like we are fine. We almost lost to Missouri last year. We, we, we went undefeated. We have bad games, but it wasn't even a bad game. We went out there with a base offense. We're not throwing any wrenches at you. You're UT Martin. We don't need to. Same thing's going to happen this weekend. We're not going to. We're not going to. If we're you not guys doing, do lose a game, like Saban has lost a game before and still made the playoffs and still exactly. won a championship, you're going to lose games. It happens. Like this year, you guys may have an issue going to Tennessee. I'm just being honest. That that's probably going to be your biggest issue. And at Auburn, I think, I think, and, I think and maybe at Auburn, that might at be Auburn week five. Yeah, you may lose one game. The three peat is not dead, but your entire fan base is going to think it's dead. And then call for like the firing of Mike Bobo and the firing of all these other people and say like, oh, get the get Carson Beck out. Get the uh, what's the other guy's name? Get Brock Uh, Brock Bowers. Brock Bowers is our is our man. Brock the Rock. No, (laughs) shut up. Like I hate you guys. The the first time the first time Mike Bobo was here, I hated him. But if you look just purely at the numbers that he had, we had the highest scoring offense in school history when he was here. And people were like, yeah, but that's because we had. We had Chubb and Michelle. He could just hand it off. We had Todd Gurley. Okay. We have similar talent now. Maybe not at the running back position, but at the wide receiver position, we have the best talent we've ever had. We've got we've got talent at the quarterback position. We have a better defense than we ever had when Bobo was here the first time. We're going to be fine, guys. We're going to be fine. Those losses were more so due to Mark Rick than they were Mike Bobo. Let's be honest. Yeah. Can we pick games? I don't want yeah, to. Yeah, let's get let's get the picks. Let's get the picks. Our first game is the is a Friday night game tomorrow night, Illinois at Kansas. Now there's gonna be there's a lot of games. I had about 15 games, but yeah, we only picked 10. So I had to narrow it down by the closest like spreads just because we can't pick 15 games. But Illinois at Kansas is our first game. Cody, why don't you start us off with your pick? This is a toss-up for me. I honestly have no idea what to think. Um I I, I'll be 100% honest with you. I picked Kansas just because it was a home game. That, that's the only thing I could come up reason. with. No, that's all I could come up with. You look at the stats, they look about as equal and crappy as, as ever. Um, so this is just going to be a good sickos game. Uh, if this isn't on the sicko committee, I would be really upset. Um, so, yeah, give me Kansas just because they're at home. All right, Mitchell, you go next. I've got Illinois. I think I trust Luke Altmeyer more than I trust. Um, I trust Jason Bean. Jason um, Bean's not starting. Jalen Daniels is back this set is back tomorrow. Is he playing tomorrow? Yep. He got great. Mm-hmm. Everything. Play tomorrow. Every, uh, well, I mean, I'm still 
I'm still he thinking. Was, he was cleared to play last week, but they he did not play because he didn't have enough reps to play. Interesting. But he is playing this week. That kind of changes my mind, but I'm not going to stick with it. Uh, I think I think Illinois got a really good defense. I think Illinois is actually a legitimately pretty good team. Uh, Luke Altmyer is a good quarterback. Uh, give me give me Illinois twenty four seventeen. I like both of these teams. I think this game's going to be close. I think Mitchell kind of already knows who I'm going to pick just because they're yeah. like my darling. Got to <laughs> pick the Kansas Jayhawks, man. Rock chalk, baby. Jalen Daniels had the best QBR rating out of all of college football last year. I think he continues that. This year. Luke Altmyer, love him. He's a dog. I think this is going to be a very gritty game, very close game. Kansas, the home field advantage. They pull it out in a close win. Um, Notre Dame at North at NC State. Mitchell, why don't you start off this one? Um, I think I think Notre Dame is going to win this game. What we've seen from them gives me no sign that they're going to lose. Um, NC State looked a little little sketchy last week against UConn, uh, which UConn's a, I mean it's a serviceable team, but still going in and playing um, they'll be at home, which I think gives them a little bit of an edge. But Notre Dame's going to win. Uh, they've got their best quarterback that they've had in a really long time. So I, I don't, I don't see them losing this game. Yeah. I'm going to go with Notre Dame and I don't think uh, the line is actually like under 10. I think Notre Dame wins this game by two or three scores. I'm not impressed with NC state. I know they have Brennan Armstrong. I think Brennan Armstrong is a little bit overhyped a little bit. Uh, Dave Doran showed last year when he had Devin Leary that even if, even if he has a, a good quarterback, they can't seem to do very much with it. Um, and they they looked sloppy against UConn last week. Give me Notre Dame. They're they're going to be they're going to they're going to run the ball down NC State's throat, and then they're going to run play action. And uh, Sam Hartman's going to torch them through the air. They've scored fifty points two weeks in a row. This offense looks potent. I haven't seen a Notre Dame offense look this good in a long time. I'm high on this Notre Dame team. I think they win easily this week at NC State. I agree. So NC State is. They're weird because sometimes if you play them at home, it's just a you could lose and it makes no sense. Uh, but they have actually a bad record of playing at home after a win. Um, just look it up. It's, it's terrible. Like they don't win a lot of them after a win at home. And uh, Sam Hartman with Notre Dame is probably the best offense I've seen Notre Dame had ever. Um, yeah. At least in my time of watching college football. Um, it's fantastic. I'm glad he left Wake Forest. I'm really sorry for them, but uh, they look fantastic. I th- yeah. no- Notre Dame will well cover. I-, I think you're right about three touchdowns. They'll w- they'll beat them. Notre Dame has a fantastic stable of running backs. Estime, and then I don't know the names of the other two guys, but they're all really good. Yeah. Um, Utah at Baylor. I think I'll start this one out. I'm going to pick Utah, and I don't think this game is going to be close. Baylor looked terrible last week against Texas State. Um, I never thought I would see a Dave Aranda team look bad defensively. They looked really bad defensively against that Texas State team. Against TJ Finley, a guy who can't even move in the pocket. He literally is a statue in the pocket, and he threw for like 400 yards he on the team good. last week. And not only that, Utah, Cam Rising is, is going to be back this weekend. And Blake Shapin is out this weekend. So I don't think this game's going to be close. Utah blows out Baylor. Uh, yeah, Cody, you go next. Yeah, Utah. Um, it's, it's not going to be great. I mean, Utah manhandled, granted, a really bad SEC team. Florida does not look good. 
they will be finding uh, Sunbelt. Billy will be going back to the Sunbelt one of these days. Um, but they still, I mean, they manhandled him. It was bad. And Baylor looked awful. So I just, it, it's not, it's not even going to be close. It's, it's Utah is the obvious choice. I yeah that I nothing more to add. Yeah, big time. There's not three much touch, to comment on this one. <laughs> three touchdowns, Utah yeah. win at least. I don't I don't know why this line is as close as it is because what is it? Because Baylor's at home. It's like right. a six point spread right now, dude. I would I would take that bet. All day. If I was a betting. If I believed in gambling, I'd bet money on that they'd cover the spread by a lot. Um, Nebraska at Colorado. Cody, start us off with this one, man. Uh. So th- this is weird because I-, I watched Nebraska play last week or the the um, week it was week zero I think, um, yeah. And then watching Colorado, I actually think Colorado is going to win. I think Jeff Sims just continues. I think Nebraska is going to have a three nine season, and it wasn't Georgia Tech's fault. It was Jeff Sims' fault and Jeff Collins' fault. I hate Jeff Sims. He can make. I hate Nebraska too. So it just works out. I'm so happy he's over there. Uh, so give me Colorado. I think they'll. I think they'll win. Mitchell. What does Colorado not do well? Defend the run. What does Nebraska do well? They kind of run the ball well. Kind of. They've got, an, they've got a mobile quarterback. They've got a good running back. Nebraska's winning. I think Colorado is, is on this high right now. I think they're going to play a little sloppy. I think they had a little bit of lightning in a bottle last week. Nebraska is 10 times more physical than TCU is, I think. So I think this game is going to be a little bit more low scoring. I think Shadur Sanders is going to have a couple turnovers. Travis Hunter's going to be really good, but I do think Jeff Sims with his legs wins this game for Nebraska. If if Colorado wins, you have to buy neon Dion glasses and wear them on the next podcast. Neon. Those are probably like two hundred dollars. Those They're are probably so are. expensive. We'll get just like some cheap ones. We'll get you. I'll like get the, I'll get some three uh, D glasses. There you with, go. Yeah, yeah let's do that. Eyes cut out. And a big um, old Colorado cowboy hat. Yeah. Gosh, dude. Oh. So if you would ask me last week, I'd say Nebraska wins this game. But after what I saw last week, dude, I got to pick the buffs. I'm telling you, I'm starting to believe in this team. Like I understand that they're not good against the run. And, but that Nebraska offense looked awful against Minnesota. That Minnesota team is not that good. They looked awful. Jeff Sims is very inaccurate. I know he can, I know he can, he's a threat on the ground and all that stuff, but he's very inaccurate. and. I say Colorado wins this game, but I would say if you're if you're a betting person, which again I don't advocate for that, but take the under in this game because I think Nebraska is yeah. going to try to play keep away. I think they're going to try to run the clock, keep the ball out of Colorado's hands. But I think Colorado is going to make enough plays. I don't, I don't, I love Matt Rule, and I think he's doing a great job. But I don't trust this Nebraska offense. After what I saw last week, that Nebraska offense is awful. Hmm. They scored one touchdown on a fluke play. They're awful. Give me Colorado to win this game. I also think Minnesota's defense is ten times better than Colorado's. You may you I mean you you, you may be right, but hey, that's okay. Ole Miss Tulane. Ole Miss Tulane. Good um, game. Good game. Mitchell, you start off this one. Ole Miss close. I think Ole Miss is gonna. I think Jackson Dart um, is gonna make enough plays. They looked really good last week. I know they weren't playing anyone, but they looked good. Quinshawn Judkins is a dog for Ole Miss. I just think the SEC physicality will be a little bit too much for Tulane, and they will lose, but it's going to be close. Tulane playing at home is going to be crazy. One of the biggest home games I think they're ever going to have. Um, 
They played Oklahoma close a couple years ago, if you remember that. Even the year that they sucked, they played uh, um, Oklahoma really close. They obviously beat USC. This is going to be close. I think Ole Miss pulls it out. Yeah, Ole Miss hosted Tulane last year, and the game was was too close for comfort for them. I think this year Ole Miss is going to go into Tulane, and I think they actually cover the spread. I think they're going to win this game pretty handily. Um, Look, they scored 73 last week. I don't think that t- Tulane lost a lot, and the reason why they were so good last year is because of that run game. They lost that 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 the uh, what was his name again, Mitchell? You're good with names. What was Tulane's running back? Oh gosh. Um, Anyways, it doesn't yeah, matter. He, he, he was he was he was good. really good. Very good. He was really good. Um, I think Ole Miss covers the spread here. I think they're going to want to get a little revenge for having that game so close last year. Um, and I'm actually surprised that Jackson Dart is the starter and not Spencer Sanders. But Spencer Sanders did play a little bit last week. They scored 73 points. I know it was against Mercer, but um, I, I still think they looked really good. So give me Ole Miss to win this game, and I think they cover the spread. Hmm. Cody. I am making this decision straight out of emotion only. Okay, So logic would say Ole Miss. I cannot stand Ole Miss, and I hate Ole Miss almost as much as I hate Georgia. Why, because um, they beat you last year? They it wasn't the beating, it was the fans behind me throwing beer at me and screaming and cussing and then having to get kicked out of the stadium. I hate Ole Miss fans with a passion. Uh wow. they're disgusting. Yeah. Oh Dang my gosh. Wow. Dude, I don't think I've ever even met an Ole Miss fan, honestly. Dude, they're they're the worst. <laughs> the uh, lady from absolutely. the blind side. Yeah, that's true. You and, haven't met you know, her though. It, it, you saw her on TV. It's <laughs> I feel like I've met her. That's as close as you yeah. want to get to an I've Ole been Miss in fan. her home. Through the TV, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, wait, what? Um, I love Tulane. I love Tulane. They're like my my little buddy. Like, if Georgia Tech's not doing good, but Tulane's doing good, I'm like, okay, this is cool. I like to I like Tulane. Why? Because you I'm almost act- took their coach? Yeah, is it because yeah, you wanted Willie for it? Wasn't he, no, we didn't even <laughs> actually take him. Like, he actually denied the job, and somebody made the um somebody said that they that he took the job. And he didn't. He barely had an interview at Tech. It wasn't even a thought. He said, "No, I'm I'm not interested anymore." He went back, and uh, this only came out recently. Um, and they did that, I think, to um, somebody leaked it for some reason. I, I don't remember why, um, but it was a complete leak. So no, he was not. ESPN reported it, and it didn't yeah, they, even happen. It was it was not true. He came out later saying it's not true at all. Wow. They never. He was. He was like, "No, nah, it's nice offer, but I, I'm good. I want to stick with Tulane." Um, yeah. give me Tulane just because it's at home. They are the most emotionally based team I've ever seen. They do crazy things. They're like App State. I think they're going to want this badly. I don't know how bad Ole Miss wants this. Ole Miss has other things to look at. This is everything to Tulane. This is like proof that we be- we deserve the ranking that we have. Hey, I like bold predictions, man. I, this is my bold. I wish this was my bold prediction for the, but it's it's a game we're choosing. I want Tulane, Texas A and M, Miami. Next up, this is going to be a, a a good game. I think going to be uh, a lot of people are going to be tuning in. I'm going to go first on this one. Give me Texas A and M. What I saw from Connor Wegman last week, I think this Texas A and M team could be Texas A and M team could be dangerous this year. You buying in? I really, I really do you think so. In? Um, Come join me. <laughs> Not I'm not complete. I'm not completely buying in. I still think they're an eight and four. They're beating Bama three. this year. Still think they're eight and four, nine and three. But that team looks really good. I think Miami's much improved too. I don't think Texas A&M is going to blow them out. 
I think this is going to be a very, very close game. Give me Texas A&M by a field goal on the road. Hmm. Cody, go next. If this was, um, if this was in uh, at Texas A&M, I forgot what they call their stupid stadium. Um, College Station. College Station. If this was there, I think they win. But if Miami's fan base shows up, I think Miami has a shot at winning. Will their fan base show up? I don't think. I don't know. I don't. I don't think so. They're literally um, offering free tickets to the tech game it's, if they yeah. show up this weekend. Yeah, yeah, it, it transfers over to the tech game. Yeah. So <laughs> if you come I to the game this weekend, you get I have, free we have Miami more fans tech than Miami does right now. Um, I I want Miami to win. I think they have the potential. I'm still gonna go with Texas AM. And I hate to say that because I don't I want a I love ACC. I want them to beat SEC. I think there's a shot they can do it, but it, it just doesn't. It just doesn't play right with me. And I think Texas A&M's curse is over. I think they'll look good. I think they can have a seven, five, eight, and four season this year. That's not um, breaking their curse. That's not yeah, going eight and four is not breaking their it's curse. It's breaking the, the garbage curse from last. Georgia Tech most, has more wins or the same number of wins than Texas A&M did last year. They were awful. They would be better than last year, but they also have the best recruiting class in the history of recruiting. That's so true. They better go more. They than better have a seven, five, eight, four. Uh, but yeah, give me give me A and M a lot. Mitchell, A and M. Is there a question? I think it's twenty four fourteen. I think that defense is still really good, and if Wegman plays even half of how he played last week, they're cooking. cooking also, at all. yeah, they're cooking. They're cooking. Hey, and for the sake of the SEC haters, please Texas A and M don't lose this game because we, we cannot. Had week we one. cannot lose. Three games in a row to the ACC. We can't. Bad week <laughs> you better win this game. To accept them. All right. Iowa, Iowa State. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, well, a- we do because we're picking it. Iowa, <laughs> Iowa State. I know. Cody, give me your pick in this game. This is a toss up, too. Um, but I like the Hawkeyes. Um, I-, I want Iowa. Iowa. Okay. Yep. Rachel. I'm going to pick Iowa. I think Cade McNamara is actually competent. Iowa's got a good defense, and Iowa State is on like their fourth quarterback right now because yeah. their starting quarterback decided to gamble yeah. on games. The, the talent around them is not very good. I don't think this is one of those teams that Matt Campbell is going to be able to turn around. I think Iowa State could be like one of the worst teams in the Big 12. Iowa, Iowa State, sponsored by DraftKings. LOL, if you got that joke. <laughs> uh, uh, both, both players. Uh, both players, uh, both teams had players uh, suspended for illegal gambling and sports gambling and stuff like that. I don't know. I guess there's just nothing else to do in Iowa, but I'm picking the Hawkeyes in this game just because there's way too much controversy, more so around Iowa State than there is Iowa. I think the only player that got kicked off Iowa's team was like a kicker, which is not that big of a deal. Uh, I don't think they're going to cover the spread. It's Iowa can't cover anybody's spread. Uh, because they just can't score enough points. But I think their defense is good enough to win them this game. Did you see that Iowa threw their first opening drive touchdown in like nine years last week? No, I didn't know that. They had their first opening drive touchdown pass in like 10 years. Oh my gosh. Ten, I'm going to look up the exact fact why Cody talks. That's crazy. But I saw it. Um, and it was... Well, the insane. next game up... Is Wisconsin? You picked that game already, right, Cody? Yeah. Iowa, Iowa State. You already picked yeah, it. Yeah, Iowa. Yep. Okay, 
1991. I'm sorry. It hasn't happened since 1991. Wow. That's dang, dude. 30, 33 years. That's 30. Yeah. First opening drive touchdown pass to start. Oh, to start season. To start a season since 91. Okay. Well, that that's a little better. The last one to throw it was Matt Rogers to Dan and Hughes versus Hawaii. <laughs> nice. Wisconsin okay. at Washington State. I think this game is going to be interesting. I, I don't think uh I think this game could potentially go into overtime. Um that's a bold, that's a weird prediction to make with a college football game. I no, I think because I think that's how competitive like don't be surprised yeah. if this game goes yeah. into overtime. Yeah. But give me Wisconsin. I think. Tanner Mordecai, you know, I like the kid from uh, Incarnate Word that plays for Washington State. I think he's a good quarterback, but I think Wisconsin's going to have Greg Ward, or yeah. whatever his name, Cameron Ward. Cameron, Cameron Ward. I think he's a little bit. I think Wisconsin is a little bit better coached and they've got a little bit better talent. But don't, but don't be surprised if this game goes in overtime or it comes down to the last drive of the game. Give me Wisconsin, Cody. Uh, Wisconsin. Um... Yeah, they're just a little bit more talented. Uh, but like you said, it's going to be close. I think both will fight. I mean, it's going to be nuts. Um, but I think Wisconsin will win. But I won't be surprised if it goes the other way around. Mitchell, same. Wisconsin, I think by like by a touchdown. I think both teams are really good. Um, they're similar teams, I think, just in two different conferences. But I, I, I was pretty high on Wisconsin, so I'm going to pick them. Oregon, Texas Tech. Mitchell. Give me your prediction on this I game. I mean, Texas Tech just lost to Wyoming uh, last week, and I was I had them as a sleeper college football playoff team. I do think they're going to bounce back. This is going to be a really close game. I do think Oregon takes it close, though. 28-24, Texas Tech playing at home. They're going to they're gonna want to prove themselves, prove that they're, they're not a team that loses to Wyoming in overtime. Oregon, might, Oregon just won 81-7 against Portland State last week. They don't really – I mean – I think this game's going to catch him off guard a little bit. Did you see how many push-ups the duck did? Yes. <laughs> There's like yes. 528 push-ups. Hey. <laughs> Cody, give me your Pay pick in this game. Yeah, give me Oregon. The duck's not going to do as many push-ups, but he, he's probably going to do a decent amount. Um, uh, take, they're going to want to come back. They're going to want to show that that, that was... 100%. They're going to want you to see this out. that was a fluke. They're going to have a ton of, of adjustments in week one, I'm, they're going to chalk it up as a week one game. I just don't think they're going to beat Oregon, Dan. Um, you know, I think they could be a good, you know, 8-4 team, but I don't think they're beating Oregon. Oregon just looked insane um, yeah. last week, and I don't think that's changing. Okay. Uh, listen, Texas Tech, they lost a bad game to Wyoming last week, and I think kind of what Mitchell was saying, when you lose a game like that, you always want to try to, you always want to try to bounce back, and I think Texas Tech, they're well coached, and I think they're they're they're, they're going to bounce back this week. And look, before the season started, I said Texas Tech would beat Oregon week two, and I'm not sticking to that. Give me Oregon. They, did, they didn't look good. They, they, did, they did not look yeah. good last week against Wyoming. That's a bad loss. I do think they're going to bounce back. This game will be close, but I don't know. I, I kind of lost all my faith and confidence in Texas Tech after that loss last week. They looked they looked very immature. Like they were up 17 to nothing and then they were like, "Ah, oh, we got this." And they just kind of stopped trying in the second half. I went and they came back like... and beat them. And that's not a that's not a mindset that's that's, you know, going to win you big games. Give me Oregon. All right, the game of the week, Texas Alabama. I will start this game. 
I'm going to pick Alabama. They're at home. I think Jalen, I know Jalen Milrow, he was just Middle Tennessee State, but he looks competent now. He looks confident, not just competent, but confident. And I think that's huge for quarterbacks to have confidence. I think it'll be a close game, but give me Alabama to win at home. All the talk all this offseason is Alabama's going nine and three. Alabama does has a quarterback controversy. Alabama's losing their touch. And Nick Saban loves that kind of stuff. He loves, as he calls it, the rat poison that feeds his team. He's going to ride that to a win. They beat Texas by a touchdown this weekend. Cody. This game's going to look like the Florida State and LSU game to me. I think the first half is going to be like a 14-17. It's neck and neck. Everybody thinks they've got it. And I think Alabama's just going to steamroll them second half. Um, This team looks fine. This team... I mean, yeah, again, it's Middle Tennessee, but they look they looked more complete than last year. And Texas, there's just so many questions about Texas. I just I don't know. I, I don't I don't my gut says Alabama. I'm sticking to it. Mitchell. Hook them horns, baby. <laughs> wow, you're taking Texas. Wow. I'm picking the Texas Longhorns, not just because I am marrying someone who loves the Texas Longhorns. But I truly, what I saw against Rice, I know it was against Rice, but they are a more physically um, mature team than what I saw last year. Texas should have beat Alabama last year with Bryce mm-hmm. Young. Now they do not have Bryce Young at quarterback. And can we chill on crowning Jalen Milrow after a game against Middle Tennessee State? It's Middle Tennessee Nobody's State. Nobody's crowning him. And we're crowning Jalen Milrow for having five touchdowns. Jalen Milrow is going to show the same Jalen Miller he showed against Texas A&M last year, where they almost lost to a terrible Texas A&M team. I think Texas wins this game. It's going to be close. Alabama's really physical, but Quinn Ewers is going to stay in the whole game. He's going to make a play to A.D. Mitchell or one of those other talent, Xavier Worthy, one of their talented playmakers. Texas is winning in Tuscaloosa. Really? Okay. Man, see, yeah, if so- they were going to Texas, I would agree with you, actually. But Dude, I don't... I, I saw think- a stat yesterday that said the total weight of the Alabama offensive line is by far the greatest in college football. And it's greater than like half the NFL rosters. They've got a huge offensive line. And I think that's where they're going to win the game in the trenches. Mm. All right. Um, now let's go to our super dog pick. And before we do that, I forgot to uh, mention the score. I'm winning 13. I've got 13 points. Mainly because my super dog hit last week. Super mm-hmm. proud of that. Um, Mitchell's at twelve and Cody's at ten. I had a but bad with the new super dog, with the super dog, that, that that can make a huge difference. It made a huge difference for me last week. Um, my super dog pick. I'm going to go Eastern Michigan to cover the twenty and a half spread at Minnesota this week. Let's go two for two, baby. Give me another three points. I like this Eastern Michigan team. Uh, they they kind of. In the second half against Howard, I kind of just stopped trying and gave up a couple touchdowns in garbage time to make that game closer than it really was. Eastern Michigan, they're, they're one of the underrated teams in the MAC. They play physical. Um, and Minnesota, look, they're all, eighth in Kaliak Manis sucks. That offense is terrible. I don't think they can. I don't think they can win by twenty-one against Eastern Michigan. Mitchell, give me your super dog. Uh, my super dog is Arizona State. Outright over Oklahoma State at Wait, home. What's the what's the uh, three spread? points? Three points. 
It has to be at least seven points. That's I the rules a, of Superdog. I can't pick an over. I can't pick a. Uh, no, there has to be at least a seven point dog. Because it's doing cover or beat, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're going to get the same points if they win or cover, but it's got to be at least a seven point dog. I mean, Cody, so- while he's picking another one, give me your super dog. So I couldn't remember if it was exactly seven. So I have one that the spread is currently six and a half. So I was going to ask if it's okay. If not, it's not. I got a second one. Go with your second one. Okay. My second one is uh, Georgia Southern beats UAB. That's the one that I was spread. looking at, though. Wait, no, it's, it's a not. three point. No, that's a, it should be you're a seven. The one I was How much is the spread on that game? Georgia Southern. Uh, let me let me verify that. It was seven or ten. I'm an idiot. You are because we established those rules last week, and I knew the rule too. I just didn't even think about it. I was so happy for that pick too. Jalen Rashada is going to light up Oklahoma State. Where's my app? Well, I'll continue to talk about my super dog pick, yeah, Eastern Michigan. It. Again, very physical team. I think their coach is underrated. And Minnesota, I was down on them this year. Just uh, what I saw from their offense, they're just they're just not good. Okay, I got mine. All right, go yes, for it, Mitchell. It's, uh, seven and a half. Seven so and a half. Good on, I'm good on that. My it's other UAB. one was going to be uh, James Madison beating Virginia. Uh, oh, wow. But it was a six and a half spread, so I couldn't do it. Right, give me go. give me SMU plus 15 and a half against Oklahoma. Wow, that, that's a good one. That's a lot of points for a team that for a team that can score a lot. SMU, we know what they can do. They can score. That's a lot of points to give up. Oklahoma is going to win the game. I think it's going to be a lot closer. I, I, I had my eyes on that one. I just had to find it again. Um, but look. If Arizona State goes out and beats Oklahoma State, I'm going to give myself three points in my heart. Okay. <laughs> I'll give you. I, I'll give you point one points. Okay, that could be the difference. So. <laughs> it, it might be. That could be the difference. But that's my up, pick. Yeah. Okay. All right. There you go. So that wow. is our picks for the week, and we went very long today, but it was a good show. We had a different part. We had more people to talk. So yeah. I mean, there we go. Come on. We got to We got to do this more. And do this more often. We'll see how it goes. Um, I can get us up on out of here. Um, thank you guys for watching episode 69 of the official review, listening to it on all platforms, Apple, Spotify, and Amazon, and watching on YouTube. If you were in the comments or you were just lingering watching us, we had some a viewer the whole time, which was uh, we had Nathan in here. We had uh, Marshall Early, um, if you were staying around. Anyone who's watching after, um, we love you. We appreciate all the support. Thank you for everything you do for us. We will be here next week. Probably different day, but probably around the same time. Um, But anyways, I'm Mitchell Graham. That's Zach Brown. That's Editor Cody. We will see you next week. Peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Official Review. Before you go, I just wanted to give you a couple ways that you can stay connected with the show. First is our email, mgzbsportsnetwork at gmail.com. With this email, you can stay connected. Ask us questions that we will answer on the show. Also, if you want to follow us on TikTok under the same name, we post very, very frequently about everything that's happening. And also, if you just want to check Apple Podcasts and Spotify Podcasts Thursday morning at 8 a.m. for every single episode of the official review. Thank you, and we love you. Peace.